Welcome to the Lawyer Human Show. That's your host, Shreya Lay. That's your host, Colin Lay. And we are co-founders of Lay Roots, a law firm based in Seattle, but serving clients everywhere. And that makes us partners in life and and business. business. As you can imagine, co-owning a business with your partner can be both really awesome and really challenging. So come along with us as we interview other partner-owned businesses and talk to each other about the roller coaster that is life, marriage, and working together. Today, we are talking to Apex Art Labs. Apex Art Labs is a small team of creatives inspired to provide an innovative approach towards contemporary art, framing, and installation. They source art for people and businesses. They do some amazing custom framing. They install art, sometimes on some crazy difficult surfaces. And we had the pleasure of speaking with Brenna and Jay, the husband and wife dynamic duo behind the company, and learned that they're not just hanging other people's art, but are also artists themselves. If you want to check them out in person, they are located in the South Downtown neighborhood, right up the street from one of my favorite wine shops in Seattle. So grab a bottle of wine, get your art framed, and schedule an installation. So welcome, Brenna and Jay. Thank you. Um, I guess let's start with something easy. Mm -hmm. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your businesses? Since this is about working together, we have been technically working together for a lot longer than our current business. Yeah. We've had other businesses as well. Uh Uh-huh. Sort of. Yeah. I mean, we've kind uh, of been working together the whole time we've been together, which is about 12 years. Mm -hmm. So we We did music together. We had like some studios and stuff. Yeah. We also... Did own a recording studio and venue for a little while too. Oh, cool. It was like an after hours venue. And then we, that became a, a kind of a difficult thing to do with all the permits that you need for the, with the city, uh, trying to, we went from being kind of an after hours private venue to try and become a nightclub, which was a terrible idea. <laughs> Should have just stuck with what we had originally. Um, that was it's not it's not the greatest easiest thing to do in the city of Seattle mm-hmm. and by the time we uh, jumping through all the hoops that it took to get there uh, we were pretty sick of doing it after yeah. you know a few years of doing it so we kind of moved on mm-hmm. so yeah. now we're just art it was like overlapping with the art thing for a while yeah. there and then we just decided to just focus on the art and do the music like just for fun so mm-hmm. yeah. um so, so yeah we shut that business down so I have a, a- Completely unrelated, mostly unrelated question. We were driving down to B&I meeting this morning uh-huh. past the live entertainment clubs. And we were debating why in Seattle you can't drink at strip clubs. And so we we're debating, was it a, a licensing FU from the city uh-huh. or was it like nightclubs here? Like, no, we we don't want. Oh, it's definitely a city. I, I don't know the specifics on it, but they outlawed it. Yeah, because I've ago. been to yeah. a strip club like in Portland, and you can drink oh, there. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah. obviously Bizarre. like a city thing. I mean, what the reasoning is behind it? Why? I, it's probably uh, something that we like. Well, it's just one of the many weird Seattle laws. I, I think that, or well, I guess it's Washington State, right? So yeah, um, I think so. But Seattle specifically also has the, all their 
random nightclub laws that, that are yeah. a lot more than most other areas. And that's why it's difficult to, to, to run any kind of nightlife establishment in this city, much more, even a lot more difficult than it is just in Tacoma or Everett or something like yeah. that. So hmm. why they don't allow drinking in strip clubs is hard to understand. And My just, theory was that it was to make people going to the strip clubs like feel like weirdos, like to like kind of disincentivize people from going because yeah. they can't have that like that makes sense. Excuse yeah. of like, oh, I was just drunk and like No, you, know, you weren't honey. You were completely sober. <laughs> yeah. There's no drinks available there. <laughs> I mean And then he thought it was to like stop people from acting like a fool inside the strip club. Yeah. I think it's could be either. It could be yes. both. I like your theory because it, it it kind of does, but it does do yeah. that. How are you going to say that you're not weird? You, I mean, it kind of makes you a weird creep if you're going. What are you doing? Him. Like, yeah. like just it's sitting just there with your glass of water. They have like, great wings. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bizarre. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for running down that uh, tangent with me. <laughs> Giving you my hot really take. Really scratching it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always find that to be weird that people couldn't drink at those places yeah yeah i don't know <laughs> anyways so you. if you guys have been working together and like together as mm -hmm. a couple for pretty much um the last 12 years how did you guys meet did you guys meet like on the job or no we met at a bar just old regular, actually, yeah, regular yeah, old I, bar. Yeah. <laughs> old, <laughs> old school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, it was actually like a snowboarding event. And I went with a friend because I didn't snowboard at the time. And then Jay was there and we just got to talking about music. And mm -hmm. then he was like, you should come to my studio. So we yeah. exchanged information. And then I ended up coming to his recording studio. Um, Cause at the time I wanted to do music, but I didn't know how to like get into the scene. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of how we started doing music together and we liked all the same music and had the same kind of sound and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, we've essentially been working together in some capacity for most of it. Now yeah. it's full time. So it's a little different. Now mm -hmm. we actually have a brick and mortar business a building that we go to work every day full time yeah. and are working together mm -hmm. so it's a little bit we've i guess upped that quite a bit i mean we're we started with the studio she we've always worked separate jobs i was a freelancer doing uh video and web design okay. a bunch of stuff i'm just like a all over the place <laughs> I but um and she worked full time at another frame shop. Mm -hmm. So we kind of started the art installation business on the side and the studio. She just kind of helped me part time. That was kind of my project that mm -hmm. I did. It started off. It, it's always been just a recording studio, which is my job. And I had two assistants. But the venue, once we went down that route, it was basically Brenna and I and a couple of friends that sort of took on that project. And so now, now it's turned into, it's a little different. Um, like our side job doing art installations, we work together and part-time it turned into full-time. We realized there was a lot of potential in it and that's mm -hmm. what's led us to where we are now. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Colin and I also kind of, well, he tried to hit on me several times mm -hmm. um, around music 
like he tried to get to know me better and oh, yeah, I rejected him. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That's also the old fashioned way. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 He, well, so I, my side of the story is that I did not have internet. We were traveling. I did not have a smartphone. I didn't have internet. So I was not familiar with like really people like getting on Facebook and stuff because that just wasn't in my mindset because I just like didn't have that stuff on my phone and I didn't have a computer with me. And so he had looked me up on Facebook and saw that I'd gone to like a Radiohead concert recently. And so out of the blue, he just like asks me, so you like Radiohead? Huh? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah. how the fuck do you know? <laughs> like, how, what? And so I had a very confused reaction, but he took it to be like a get out of my face. Like, what are you <laughs> saying reaction? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So that was originally how it was. And then he invited himself over at some point to look through my CD collection. Oh, we had CDs yeah. at that time. Oh, I love it. I still do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Try to hold out. Open up yeah. the big old binder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like 50 binder. pounds. <laughs> love it. And then she uh, plopped that, popped the thing down and then took off. She's like, have fun. I'll yeah. check in later. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh. oh, that's great. Here, nice. take whatever you want. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm going to go do chores. Yeah. Thanks. I love it. I yeah. miss like buying CDs and looking at CD booklets, mm -hmm. all that stuff. What's your favorite kind of, or what are your like top five artists that you're listening to right now? So for me, I I don't have a lot of current artists that I'm really into. I, I go back to. We listen to a lot of old, uh, older music. I listen to a lot That's of why. '70s music, really. Yeah. So um, I don't even know top five current. Well, I listen it to, to be a lot current, of, but just like current in your life. Like, what yeah. are you listening to? I always am listening to like trip hop, Portishead, and Massive mm -hmm. Attack, and stuff like that. Um, and hip hop, like, admittedly, I listen to Drake pretty much every single day. I like Drake. <laughs> I like Drake in small doses. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I I really don't keep up on, like, hip hop these days. Mm -hmm. I'm more like a 90s hip hop person. Um, but some newer artists that I really like, I would say Abra, Black, um, Schoolboy Q, Logic, um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Do you find yourself circling back to the music that you were like really into in high school? Or For that sure. Sort of yeah, that's what we listen to in the shop because it's like work appropriate. So we're always listening to like, you know, 70s, 80s and stuff. But I listen mm -hmm. to a lot of like 90s R&B and, and hip hop and stuff in the shop. Because yeah. it's fairly tame compared to what hip hop yes. is now, yeah. <laughs> which is yeah. very you know borderline rapey. Um, it can be, yeah, yeah. yeah so like R and B is yeah, very rapey, totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I love 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 like you know Missy Elliott, TLC, Aaliyah, mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Like I could listen to that any any day of the week. Yeah, I listen to a lot of what they call yacht rock these yeah. days. Oh yeah, it's like you know seventies like. Um, America, Ambrosia, bands like that, just like that smooth yeah. rock, you know, yeah. that's, that's my stuff. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> we went to an event recently that had a 
yacht rock cover band in yes. San Diego on the beach. Yeah, like they just was, played all the yacht rock bands. Yeah, oh, yeah. nice. Cool. And they yeah, were all you know in the in the right outfits and mm-hmm. the yeah. props and it was, yeah, it was pretty good. You could yeah. tell they. They, they, it down. they lived yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I'm pretty diverse in my music background. I was pretty into like 80s hardcore punk too. You know, like stuff like Minor Threat and Bad Brains and Bugazi and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Is kind of what I grew up on. Nice. I came in, I think, around the, the, the soft times of what was punk rock. You know, yeah. the, the pop punk. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Era. Yeah. And so I kind of listened to it now. And I'm like, we call this punk? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The term punk rock, I don't even know. It's it's sort of like, I'm not sure what that became. The original punk rock was definitely way more counterculture than what yeah. it turned into. Like but, I, you know. I think people were calling like some 41, like punk rock kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you oh, know, yeah. like really boy band punk rock mm-hmm. for there for a little bit. So I feel like that all started kind of with Green Day. Like yeah, they kind of mm-hmm. ushered that model. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No I love Green Day, but right. <laughs> yeah. Still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was manufactured punk a little bit. Still yeah. good, but I mean, good yeah. music is those good first music. two albums though. I mean yeah. yeah. Can't beat those. <laughs> <laughs> what was that first one called with the atomic bomb on the front of it? Dookie, right? Yeah. Dookie. Yeah. Dookie? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. that was their first, Got right? It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was their third. Oh, because there was there was a thousand thirty nine slappy hours was the first one, and then Kerplunk was the second one. Oh, wow. and then okay. Dookie came out third, which had so a that number, was when they like broke a number out, of the songs they they re released. Oh, yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, all but right. That was also their start of their decline. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's how it always happens. Yeah. yeah, it's like as soon as you become too mainstream, it's like you mm-hmm. know. Kind of lose all your. Uh, you lose the edge. Yeah. So you well, I feel like you're money. losing the inspiration. Exactly. Right. Because like life's a little more comfortable. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. not struggling as much, so mm-hmm. you're losing some of that inspiration, also. Yeah. That yeah. Maybe you had. Yeah. <laughs> right. It depends on the type of artist. Like if you're a very counterculture, like punk type artist, you like okay, you made it now. You're rich, and you're like okay, I'm kind of. You Same like thing with rappers. against the people that like, you become yeah, pretty much. Like yeah. 50 Cent, when his he first came out, it was like, okay, he is just this hardcore gangster that's like, it, that guy is the realist. You know, you can tell everything that he's saying is real. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, now he's just like this vitamin water guy that's like, <laughs> okay, whatever, you know. And it's like, okay, he doesn't really have that oomph anymore in For his music. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. You've been talking about this journey doing these different projects and then kind of a home-based business. And then you said now that you have the the brick and mortar mm-hmm. store. So what was the the inspiration to to head in that direction? And is it terrifying? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was definitely terrifying, still is every day. Um, living on the edge. But mostly because I was super unhappy at my job. Mm-hmm. Um we felt like we could do what everything I was doing at the company that I worked for on our own. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, you know, started this installation thing and the company I worked for at the time didn't offer installation. So I was sort of like taking mm-hmm. uh, over that service. Um, so it was really just like working there for over a decade, being fed up with it and thinking I could do this myself and mm-hmm. deciding we should just take the that step and, and risk it. And 
um, anything would be better than, you know, working for someone else at that point. So, yeah, I mean, that was basically it. I would hear her complain about that job for a decade. Every day. It was just uh, misery. But at the same time, we, I guess, having the experience of taking a risk of starting a business before, like we did a venue and recording studio, which was pretty outrageous. It's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. And somehow made that work. It had its ups and downs, but we're like, well, let's see. Despite the fact that I, I guess a retail business is not the also seems like the future isn't going that direction. We're like just constantly yeah. against the grain here, but uh, <laughs> it's simple enough to where I feel like we we had under, we understood enough about our market already by yeah. working with like a basic understanding field. of everything. Yeah. We had a lot to learn and we still do, but I feel like we had a good base and we mm-hmm. were like, there's really not going to be a better time for us to do this. We have to learn by doing it, you know? Yeah. So it just seemed like the right time. Sounded like a new adventure too, because I also with our other, the recording studio had kind of taken back burner and I frankly am kind of over that to some extent. I'm I'm never over it. Like that's what I do. I love music, but I, I had got reached the point where I've been doing that for over a decade now. And I have come to love about a dozen artists that I work with regularly and I prefer to just work with them as yeah. opposed to just people calling every day and just these random terrible rappers that I have to record <laughs> and they're they're paying. But, you know, I'm just like, I just, um, that's what I'm kind of sick of. And since we're doing this other thing that seemed to be going well on the mm-hmm. side, the art installation, like I'd rather focus on that and move to being a private studio instead of just relying on that for our incomes and, and her job sucked. So, mm-hmm. So have you guys always kind of been um, entrepreneurial or more inclined towards that? Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Jay has worked for himself for a long time, like several years before I met him. And Mm then, yeah, I think I guess we both are very like, what's the next thing kind of people, you know, like we can't really sit still for any period of time. So there's always that aspect of our personality yeah, where we're always like onto the next project, whether that be like work mm-hmm. or just at, at our house or whatever. So, um, I sort feel like I've had that. People ambition. have told me several people re- recently that I'm a serial entrepreneur because I, and I guess I can understand that. I don't really think that that's the right way to describe it because uh, you know, I, I think serial entrepreneur is kind of implying that you start a bunch of businesses, make a, a bunch of money and then go move on. That's not I, I would say more more like really passionate creators. And it, everything that we do is very like creative business oriented. Mm-hmm. So it's like art or music. And we're just so, yeah, but I, I've been entrepreneur for a while. I mean, I've been working by myself, self-employed for like 15 plus years now. So. Yeah. We always joke like, stay alive. Oh, yeah. We're going to stay alive. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like of the, you know, just like business owner, like roller coaster. Mm -hmm. And like sometimes you're just like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Just doubting yourself constantly. Yeah. I definitely have like imposter syndrome uh, in regards to like never really fully feeling like I'm a business owner, even though I've been doing it for a long time. It's kind of like I just Mm -hmm. am always like doubting myself and stuff throughout the process, but we always just keep 
Yeah. Keep trucking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this stage when we opened up our, our showroom and, and frame shop is definitely a whole different level for us. Because although we had, I mean, because we have a couple employees now, which is, you know, our art installation business was just her and I, and we just went out and did it ourselves. So you kind of have more control over it. Now we have, to, we have to pay for two people's living and that's a lot of expenses. And on top of that, it's just a lot of mm -hmm. less control you have and just stuff like inventory. And it's just a whole nother ball game than, you know, like the smaller realm that we were working with before. So, yeah, like we definitely started this business in order to ultimately take a step back and have other people doing all of the things. Mm -hmm. uh, but in the meantime, it's we're doing twice as many. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's kind of like a up curve and then hopefully we'll you Someday. know, go yeah. down one day. But um, so I'd say that's another reason why we did it is because we're like, well, I can't keep doing this physical labor all the time myself. So yeah. we really need to like figure out another business model to where we can have somebody else doing installations and we can kind of do whatever we want to do as far as the business is concerned. But That's it's like, dream. we're just, we're only like a year in, so we're definitely not there yet, but yeah. um, hopefully we'll get there. We actually had a recent realization where we kind of admitted to each other and ourselves that we were being lazy. We, we like went down the path of like hiring someone, mm -hmm. um, part-time and through that process, I think we came to realize we're like, you know, we should be doing more things like this. We're not ready. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You want to get there like right away, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we were trying to take things off our plate that we just didn't want to do. Not that it was right. like we were too busy yeah. or that it was going to give us some extra leverage somehow. It was yeah. just like, and I mean, it, can that press. can be effective in the sense that like we hired, um, one of our employees to like take the load off the installations. And like, even though maybe we weren't quite ready, it's like, it takes so long to train somebody to get to that point that yeah. it's like, you got to just one day decide we're going to hire somebody. And then eventually like, yeah, you can put but, the weight. Uh, but off there's yourself, part of but... it. Ironically, half of the you know the majority of the things that you and I end up doing are the least fun stuff. So where it's like the stuff that if I could delegate, like this is stuff I don't want to do and hire an employee. Like I'm still doing those things, and yeah. our employees are doing <laughs> the things that are more the fun aspect of the job. So because I true. have to get stuck doing the accounting and books and just like you know, yeah, you have to you know. Also, I have a hard time delegating responsibilities to other people. I don't trust that other people are going to yeah. do it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I just now it's like for all these years, we were the only reflection of our business. So yeah. it was like 100%. It was all good because we were on the same page. But when you have an employee, it's like you have to trust that everything they do is like going to reflect well on your business. Yeah. And that's what I have a hard time like with because you have to just trust people. When you start hiring people, you have to trust they're gonna do their job. Yeah. And um, he has a much harder time with it than I do. Mm -hmm. I But we recently went through something like that where we like asked our person to like do something, like put our newsletter, like just add links, like make sure the links are correct and just check it for spelling and grammar. Mm -hmm. And instead, she like rewrote some parts 
Uh, and I remember <laughs> I didn't, and I didn't double check it because I was just like trusted. Right. He's like the not trust trusting one. And I just like trusted that she was going to do what I said. And so I didn't see it until it went out and I was like, oh my God, I hate it. I hate everything. What is, what is this? What happened here? Oh, yikes. <laughs> but it's so much. And in the end, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Like nobody yeah. is going to like not hire us because of this one newsletter that goes out. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was if when I got that, the email came and I looked at it and I was like, sure. I didn't write that. Yeah. That's definitely not her <laughs> yeah, voice. Yeah. But we've been doing it just us for so long. But, so we. Yeah. yeah. But, but we're also probably more sensitive to noticing that. Other yeah. people probably aren't like. Oh, probably yeah, not. not. I mean, there is like there that element, you know, I deal with with uh, because some of those types of things, uh, you know, like our social media, like our one of our employees does that. Mm -hmm. And I, I, the like the writing style on that and like even the type of imagery sometimes isn't I sometimes I feel like I want to have more control over it. But I'm like, I don't have the time yeah. she's doing that. So. <laughs> Uh, I kind of let it go. I'm like that. Yeah, that wouldn't have been the way I would have done it. But but you can't have I, control over what everybody yeah. else is doing all the time. Or yeah. You're going to go insane. So you have to just be like, that's that's cool. That's good enough. That's yeah. what's happening. <laughs> yeah. I'm cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the reality. One of the, uh, the guys I like listening to uh, was giving advice about like, people making mistakes you know they're like oh you're worried about hiring someone because they're gonna screw something up and it's you know you're gonna go out of business and it's like there's there's not very many problems that you can't fix like if somebody messes up something with a client you can find a way to fix it you can give their money back you can do something else you can offer yeah. something else for free mm -hmm. like they'll point. forgive you it's yeah. not gonna be the end of the world you feel like everything is so volatile when you first start a business though like because yeah. we're so new we're like just really paranoid about not only getting new customers but maintaining our relationships and like and now that it's like all the pressures on us and uh yeah it's i i don't remember the point i was trying to make but <laughs> yeah. there are a lot of places to screw up and it's yeah it... do you ever get like really weird um unsolicited advice unsolicited advice from family and friends about the fact that you're working together and living together definitely a lot of unsolicited advice from like uh jay's dad is pretty like he is real opinionated and he's a business guy so he's mm -hmm. always always trying to help us with advice and stuff and generally it's good advice i mean not so but, much specifically on that i guess i mm -hmm. i haven't really heard much about that that i mean I guess I have, you know, sort of gotten unsolicited advice from random people that when, when you whenever you tell someone that you work full time with your spouse, it's, you know, it does kind of evoke a reaction to sometimes like how do you or questions usually like, how does that work? You guys yeah. constantly fight. <laughs> so I'm sure you know, yeah. know this whole topic is yeah. it's about. But yeah, that's like. I think the first question everyone gets, right? Or people are just like, oh, you must fight all the time. Yeah. yeah. Some variation of like, do you fight all the time? You must fight all the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like, I don't know, some, cause it's, it's hard. It's stressful. It's challenging mm -hmm. working with your partner hundred percent. And 
I feel like a lot of people have a lot to say about it or they want to judge or whatever. But like until you've actually gone through that experience, like you have no clue Mm -hmm. how much of how difficult that dynamic can be sometimes, you know, so it's like so I feel I do feel a little bit of like. I don't know. I feel, judgment, I guess you could say. Like, yeah. I feel that ultimately, it, there's obviously the challenges that come with it. Uh, I tend to think it's a pretty positive thing. I mean, I like in the long run, it seems like uh, you're kind of facing a challenge together and it helps you grow together. Um, it's kind of like, you know, it's if, uh, if you're a couple and you climb Mount Everest, may not be the most pleasant experience through parts of it. But once you've done that, it's like, it's like, it's a unique bond that you have together, you know? And if you can overcome and like Mm -hmm. accomplish that together, then you're kind of just a lot inherently stronger as a couple. So that's kind of the way I look at it. I'm just laughing, Mm -hmm. just thinking about various like outdoor adventure moments in which like Kong and I are like, yelling at each other or like i'll be like climbing and i'm like give me some fucking slack what are you doing down there yeah yeah i mean that that usually comes with any climbing partner you have to understand like they're if they're freaked out they're probably gonna yell at you and you're gonna be like yeah (laughs) you guys were talking a little bit about like separation you know and like what we're talking about now of in the business do you guys do that in your personal life at all like separate, separate out. roles, um, yeah. not even necessarily roles, but just like have like, oh, well, you go do your activity. I'm going to do mine. Oh, or do you do like uh, all of it we together? We do pretty usually. much everything together. Yeah. I mean, I we do have separate roles like in what de- we Definitely do. separate roles in and, our relationship, you know, but I, you know, we're like, together literally every second of the day, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Except I mean, if I'm on an installation or something that Jay's not on, but. I, I yeah, I guess we are I mean, together a lot. We don't do like, I don't like together. have much. We don't have I don't separate go snowboarding much anymore because yeah. she doesn't really go snowboarding. Mm-hmm. And you know, I should. My, all my friends are trying to drag me out all the time because yeah. they know that that's a huge part of my life. So I don't really do that. I should more. But, you know, yeah, I, I guess it's like it's hard to really gauge like that right now, too, because it's like we're so immersed in the business. That's literally all we do mm-hmm. yeah. is like we're working together and then we're coming home, maybe squeezing in a time for a TV show and then sleeping, you know? So yeah. sounds like our life. So yeah. yeah. Now we have the studio at our house though, which is great. Cause we can like do music now. Mm-hmm. We don't have to go anywhere for that. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. I mean, I still do that. I still, cause I have a group of clients that I still work with who are still my customer. They still pay me to record and everything. So that's kind of my side business now at mm-hmm. night where maybe a couple times a week I'll do like an hour or two session in the studio. Mm-hmm. It's great. I just go downstairs, fire up the equipment, and just record a song, do some mixing. So there's that, but it's in our house. So Yeah, <laughs> I can't even think of anything that we do that's like separate. For right. us, he's like more of a homebody than I am. Um And so, like, people will ask me sometimes what we do for, like, date night. And I just, like, laugh. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. We spend so much. We spend all the time together. Yeah. Um, I'm like, we don't really, like, do date night. But I joke that, oh, I spend time with other people. Mm -hmm. And then he gets his alone time in the house to, like, putz around or whatever. Well, we're similar in that aspect, too. (laughs) Because she likes to kind of go out and socialize more than I do. Whereas I'm more of, like, I 
just I fine doing nothing. I could be by myself for like a week in a room and not get bored. So <laughs> our date night yeah. is the same thing we do every night, except with a bottle of wine. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's yeah. Like, ooh, we're fancy. Wine's yeah. involved. Yeah, yeah, wine, maybe like cook a steak and have yeah, some a steak. or whatever. You that's know. like, yeah. yeah, that's like pretty much our date night. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, ooh, we'll open this nicer bottle of red yeah. wine. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll take an extra hit of weed tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two hits. Yeah, I get a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love being at home. Like, I would much rather just be at home than any place else at this point. So I guess that's a testament to like, we do enjoy each other's company and stuff well, we're definitely I, I just do like, feel like our previous like when we ran the venue too i feel like that might have had some impact on and now i when you when you do that um it changes you to where i just don't want to ever it's like i never want to go out in a, in a place like a bar anymore yeah. because like we literally did that every night of our lives mm-hmm. for like five years yeah. and where we were running it and, and you have to you have to sit on that and you have to be sober every night just around wasted people every night and it <laughs> that would is, be miserable it's yeah horrible. It, is. <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of changes your perspective on going out and maybe yeah. maybe that has had some impact now i'm just like no i just don't want to do this. yeah we we got a little partied out there for a while yeah. so <laughs> yeah we are very selective in our like get togethers now after living in new orleans i feel like i mean seattle seems pretty tame too like going out and we're just like older Mm -hmm. we're like well you know i really want to go to yoga tomorrow and so i I have things to do (laughs) you know that's the whole thing we're like on the business we would stay up till like 6 a.m every weekend for years because once the party ended then we had to do all the cleanup and like close up and everything and so it's like half of the next day is gone to like sleeping and feeling like shit so at this point in my life like i would much rather get up at a reasonable time and cook breakfast (laughs) and like do things throughout the day so it's really like my desire to have more time on the weekend is like what drives the not partying (laughs) thing anymore be like oh, i can't just like waste an entire day yeah sitting around and like eating pizza yeah and that's watching like Netflix. inconceivable <laughs> yeah, at this point exactly. <laughs> so yeah yeah but that's, for the most part we're homebodies i think well so to kind of wrap things up mm-hmm. um do you guys have any advice that you would give to either would-be business owners or would-be partners who want to own a business together uh, sure. I mean, Pick your poison. <laughs> I would say just general advice, business, not necessarily related to, you know, relationships or partners would be to like, if you're thinking about it, it's just like risk taking. Cause I feel like we've, you know, just, just do it. And mm-hmm. it, it's like, you might fail, but I, I feel like we have done a lot of things. Like I've tried a lot of things throughout the course of my entrepreneurship or whatever. That's like, Yes, some of them have been stupid ideas, but it's if I didn't do any of them, we wouldn't be doing this now. And I I, so I ultimately don't regret any of it. So if you're thinking about doing something and starting a business, just do it, whatever it takes. You know, it's not Mm going to be easy. And the other thing I would say is. You better be driven, though, because like uh, you've got you can't just like especially people that want to just work from home 
I guess let's say that people that are going to just do it are going to be driven intrinsically so that uh, it kind of cancels itself out at that point. But, you know, I guess be, you have to be prepared to do more work than you ever anticipated. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I think a lot of people are like, this is going to be so much easier. Now I work for myself mm-hmm. and it's absolutely not easier as far as like workload yeah. and stuff. So you have to be ready to have it just encompass your life altogether, you know? And, um, yeah. So, but ultimately worth it because yeah. it's like at the end of the day, it, it, despite the fact that I, I do feel like sometimes like all people are always calling me and then it's like almost a joke that it's like, Oh, I'll, guess what? Your answer is I'm too busy. I'm doing something. I'm like, that's just the reality. I'm sorry. Right. I, I always have, to, yes, I have to check my calendar. I'm available in three weeks. That's the soonest. Sorry. And it, like people clown on me for it. But at the same time, it's like, that's the reality. But it's still worth it because like I feel gratified that like we're working for ourselves. So, yeah, yeah. like your desire to for the autonomy has to be so much greater than everything else because it is a lot more work. But I don't ever want to go back to working for this asshole again, you know, kind of thing. So, um Yeah. And I feel like for me being a business owner too, and like growing into that, I've become a lot more guarded about my free time too, like protecting Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. Yeah. Where I'm like, no, I'm not going to plan anything on this weekend because I plan on being in town. Sometimes you have to just like be comfortable with, if you have like a really vibrant social life and a lot of friends, like it's probably going to be hard for somebody who's trying to start their own business because they have a hard time just being like, no, I really would rather just stay home. I don't have an excuse. I just don't want to do anything. Like, and (laughs) so like, that's where we're at, where it's like, I'm kind of over make, like thinking of these excuses why I can't go out. It's kind of like, this is my only day off. And like, I don't want to do anything. Sorry. You know? So, uh, (laughs) yeah, totally. I, I for sure have fewer friends Mm -hmm. now than when I just had a job. Right. Yep. Um, because I'm a lot pickier about Mm -hmm. what I'm going to spend that free time or that energy on. And it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah. And And I think that's fine. You have to end up kind of like your circle gets smaller, um, because, your friends who are real supportive of what you're doing and understand that you have less free time and they're like, cool. They don't find that to be threatening or anything, you know, like those are the people who really stick around. Yeah. And the people who kind of like need that validation all the time are like not going to be as okay with it. So I definitely, so yeah, our circle is like a period right now. (laughs) So, (laughs) Um, but yeah, as far as the relationship working thing advice, I don't know. I mean, it's like either going to work for you or it's not. I don't really know. No, I would say the thing that we kind of touched on earlier is like kind of, you know, hashing out different roles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got to figure it out basically as you go. Yeah. Cause I, for us, it's definitely like we, I mean, just in our normal relationship, we are, we have, there's a bit of a you know, there's like always the power struggle, you know, sometimes I feel like we're two alphas and that it's just not good in a lot of ways. But yeah, if you can make it past that and then in the business, it's the same thing, but you can kind of 
yeah, at least alleviate some of that by having separate jobs within your company. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think some of the, before we started working together, we would argue about dumb shit at home, you know, about like, loading the dishwasher correctly mm-hmm. the yeah. best way or yeah. you know the whatever. usual stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you know just like things like that and it's not that that sort of stuff doesn't happen anymore but it's more that like because we're also working together we've just also learned to be like we're just gonna pick our battles yeah <laughs> i think that's, not that's, like, happened that's a us great too. point yeah. yeah that's actually i never even thought about pretty, that that does happen and yeah. that's <laughs> It's a positive thing about working together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be like, that's not worth it. At least the dishes are getting done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. And like your your business it becomes the priority in your life, you know, and then like your marriage obviously is a priority. So those two things are very all consuming. And so all the other things start to kind of like. Yeah. Not as big of a priority anymore. I don't know if there's statistics on this or not. I I actually remember reading years ago, I have no idea what the source was, some article saying that that couples that do work together actually have like a higher probability of staying staying together. I don't, it could be opposite of that. I don't know where that data came from. We'll take it. Yeah, so let's just pretend that's real. And I try and remember that and be like, "Yep, we're on the doing the right thing." Yeah, U.S. News and World Report. (laughs) That's what it was. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know. It's been working out so far, but and I like to think that it'll get better. As far as like the little the arguing about business related things that'll continue to improve over time as we like just kind of streamline everything, you know? So. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, with all that said about time, thanks for taking the time to come in today to chat with us. Thank you for having us. This is like a fun, this is like a date night for us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll all be home before eight o'clock. So it's fantastic. Yeah. Love it. No, I had a great time. Thanks for having us. Our deep, heartfelt gratitude to you for tuning in to this episode of The Lawyer Human Show. If you enjoyed our conversation with Brenna and Jay from Apex Art Labs and would like to support the show, please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. To learn more about Apex Art Labs, Follow the links in this episode's show notes. To learn more about us, check us out on YouTube at Lay Roots or Lay Roots Legal on Facebook and Instagram. The Lawyer Human Show has been produced in collaboration with Populous Radio. You can learn more about them and check out their other shows at populusradio.com. Thanks, guys. Bye.